Welcome back to Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and the triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. There are a few changes happening in my life at the moment that I wanted to let you all know about. Firstly, I finish up teaching in six weeks and will be starting my own film business. It's going to be a challenge as starting any business is, but I'm looking forward to having a little more flexibility, especially because I know her daily drive isn't as consistent as it once was. And I can't wait to have some more time to continue creating content. So for all of you who have emailed or Facebooked me concerned that I'm stopping, don't worry, I'm not. It has been a bit slower and I apologize for that, but I can't wait for this next season in my life where I can pursue more ministry opportunities along with my passion for telling people's stories through podcasting and film. And while I have this moment with you all, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to all of the faithful listeners who've been here from the beginning those who have joined along the way, and those who might be joining for the first time today. There has been quite a lot of growth over these past few months, which I can only attribute to God's goodness. Because as you all know, I've been super slack with releasing episodes, and yet God is still using what is here to speak to women all around the world. And of course, thank you to all the amazing and courageous women who have shared. I wholeheartedly believe in the power of storytelling. I love that we can encourage and inspire each other through our vulnerability. I'm particularly excited about today's interview with Stacey, who is going to talk about God being greater than our dreams. This is so much a part of the journey I have been on as the film and television coordinator at the Anglican school I work at. And as I leave what I once considered one of my dream jobs, it's encouraging to be reminded that God will always leave me more fulfilled and more satisfied than any dream I can imagine. Even heading into a new career, this message today is timely because I want to go into it from the beginning, understanding and realizing that God is greater than all of my dreams. And you know what? Stacey actually shares this so beautifully with such conviction. So let's get to the interview. Today we're speaking with Stacey. She's back on the Gold Coast from South Carolina. She has a Labrador cross boxer, which is really cool. So I feel like we connect on that level with Max being a boxer. Lives with her parents and is unemployed. (laughs) But as we're all about to find out, is one epic woman of God. So welcome Stacey to her daily drive. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me. What a good introduction. Unemployed and lives in her parents' basement. (laughs) To help us get to know you a little bit better, what are three go-to essentials that you've been loving lately? Okay, so since I've just moved back from the States, I've been loving Facebook Marketplace. It's been Mm. so so awesome to just buy some some okay. stuff for cheap. I've been loving time with my nephew. He just turned one, so I feel like I've missed out on the first little bit of his life. So getting to hang out with him, and I'm totally obsessed with him. I just adore him. And then The Voice, the blind auditions. Mm. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I love it. I love Kelly Rowland. It's been my jam. Stacey, can you tell us a little bit about your journey so far? I'm 27 years old. When I was 14, my family and I moved from New Zealand to Australia. So we relocated. And it was there that I started attending a Christian school and my new friends went to youth group. So I just started going to youth group with them. But it was actually there that I first heard the gospel and it really gripped my heart. And I realized this was the thing that I've been wanting my whole life and not actually been able to articulate. So I knew this was the very thing that was going to fill my soul. Because I think up until that point, I'd felt like there was a void in my life, but I was so young. I didn't really know how to 
explain or describe that. So I heard the gospel when I was 14 and started following Jesus. And then when I was 19, the youth ministry that I was a part of, they actually offered me the youth pastor role. I did that role for four years until in 2013, felt God speak very clearly to me one night and tell me that I was to do ministry in the United States, which was a big surprise because I'd never actually wanted to even go to America on holiday, let alone go and work there. But I was so excited because because I just knew that God in that moment had shown me the next chapter of my life and made it so clear. So I was super excited. Like what a great adventure that as a 23 year old, God was inviting me to go on. I actually arrived as an intern in South Carolina when I was 23, just late 23. I did an internship for about 90 days. And then a couple months after that, I was offered a full-time position, which I was so excited about and just absolutely loved it. This big church um, got to be a part of this incredible youth ministry over there. About a year later, I actually landed my dream job in that ministry and it was to um, plan services for our student ministry so whatever our Wednesday night programming looked like I got to be the oversight of that whole kind of process and I absolutely loved it like if, if I could describe to you something I loved or dreamed about doing in ministry and for God it would have been this role that was offered to me when I was 24 25 so I stepped into that role and thought okay all my dreams I've you know I've made it I've reached it everything that I've ever wanted and prayed for and worked hard for and took risks for I've finally got here I finally arrived only to find out that it actually left me a bit more depressed and anxious and empty and lonely than ever before and I think it's because up until that point in my life I'd always searched for this position in ministry you know like I'd always really um hoped for it and prayed for it and gone after it and then when I finally got it when God finally allowed me to live out my dream it was almost as though he was showing me and even in your dream, Stacey, I'm still better because I think I'd banked so much on accomplishing this ministry position and this amazing experience in the States. And then when I finally got it, it was God showing me. And even then, I'm still better than your dreams. So that loneliness and emptiness was soon turned upside down when I realized, hey, for so long, I've chased something and it hasn't been God. And God actually allowed me to pursue my dreams and achieve my dreams in order to teach me that lesson. After that kind of idolatry was acknowledged and repented, I, I moved forward and just had the most amazing time in that position. And with that team, met my best friend, Meredith Knox. I had to do a shout out because I lost a game. I lost a bet to her. So I had to give her a shout out. That's awesome. 2016 really felt God stirring something in my heart. Not quite sure what it was at the time, but he made it obvious over the span of a year that it was to come back to the Gold Coast. And I have no idea why. That's why I'm currently unemployed <laughs> and I'm living in my parents' basement and not entirely sure why God called me back here, but just following his plan for my life and just trusting him that his plan, as it unfolds, it's going to be incredible. But sometimes those in-between seasons are a little bit confusing and uncomfortable, but already he's showing me so much more of who he is and who I am in him separate to being in ministry you know like I think it's so easy for us to find our identities in our dreams or in our ministry positions or in our careers but I think in this season God's showing me hey your identity is in me as a child of God as a daughter of mine so let's just go ahead and strip everything away because that's where your greatest joy comes from is between me and you not any dream or any job so that's currently where I'm at I love it. And you kind of answered this a little bit just before, but what are you actually going to share with us today and what topic? Love to just share about how God is greater than our dreams. And that's something that as Christians, we know in our head, but I think we spend so much time striving for our dreams or, you know, that relationship that we want to have. If you're single, you want to be married, or if you're currently in a ministry position, you're striving for something else. And we think, okay, I'm going to be content and satisfied in life if I get fill in the blank. 
right? All of us have that. For me, it was this dream job in ministry in the United States at this mega church. Loved it, but I put my eggs in that basket. You know, when God was still asking me to chase after him and pursue him, I instead began pursuing this dream and made a God out of a dream. So I think for us in life um, and why I want to talk about why God is so much greater than our dreams is in Psalm 16, I think it's verse four, it says, the sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. And I experienced that when I got this dream job, I experienced the emptiness of that. And actually the ESV footnote says, the sorrows of those who acquire another God shall multiply. So if all of us are striving or searching for our satisfaction and anywhere other than Jesus, it's actually just going to leave us empty and heartbroken. So I think I wanted to come on this podcast today, Sarah, to just kind of warn everybody of, hey, it's good to have dreams. It's good to have goals. It's good to have ambitions, but they have to come under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, because if we exalt them above Jesus, we're all going to be heartbroken because they cannot satisfy our souls the way an intimate relationship with Jesus can and does. That's why God is greater than our dreams, because we have to be about pursuing him, not pursuing these dreams we have for our lives. So good. I was say, I always ask next, like, why is this an important topic in today's society? But you kind of just nailed that. So. Yes. And the great <laughs> theologian, Jim Carrey, says mm-hmm. this quote, and I think about it all the time. <laughs> Jim says, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so they can see that it's actually not the answer. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? And I don't even know if he's sharing that from a Christian point of view, but even he knows being rich and famous, hey, it's still not the answer. Mm-hmm. And it's because the only answer for the deep longings of our soul can only be found in Jesus. And I know that sounds so cliche and I'm getting all preachy. It's because I'm so like, I've lived this, like I've literally attained my wildest dream and not many people can say that. And I've attained my wildest dream in ministry. And I'm here to say, Jesus is still better. Like the Mm -hmm. feeling I get from spending some time with him in, in quiet and in prayer and in worship, that feeling is so much greater than any feeling of a dream being accomplished or even for that matter, a relationship. I remember I was in this relationship and this poor bloke, because I like just banked all my soul's like satisfaction on him and on this relationship. And obviously no one is qualified to carry that burden other than Jesus. So we didn't last long, but... (laughs) I repeated that relationship, but it just goes to show seriously, Jesus is the only one who is qualified to satisfy the deepest longings of our heart. And we end up in a really difficult place when we think it's found anywhere else other than in him. So yeah, don't, don't be heartbroken unnecessarily. Know that everyone and anyone can be full and content and satisfied, regardless of your relationship status, regardless of where you're at in ministry, where you're at in a career, regardless of how little money you have in your bank account. Hello, look at me. I'm unemployed. (laughs) But the opportunity and the invitation is to all of us to, hey, come and drink from this well that never runs dry. That's when Jesus talks to the lady at the well and he says, for so long, you've been drinking from other wells, but hey, I'm offering you living water. And when you drink from this, you will never thirst again. And that's so true. can drink from other wells of a career or relationship or fame or body image or Instagram followers. But the more and more you drink from those, the more and more thirsty you'll become. And it's because the only water that will satisfy us is what Jesus offers us in relationship with him. So good. Stacey, what's God's perspective on us holding him in a higher esteem than our dreams? Oh my gosh. So I just love talking about this because I think when you read the scriptures all along, God is jealous of his people, right? Like you hear about God being a jealous God and you're like, but isn't jealousy like a terrible Mm. thing that we're told not to have in our hearts? But yet God is relentlessly jealous over his people. So he created these people, the Israelites, and then they go off and they worship these idols, right? And you constantly see God bringing them back in and love and in relationship. And then again, they go astray and then he brings them back. And it's this, this amazing romance 
romance between God and his people, you know, and he's just relentlessly jealous of their affection and of their love. And I think that's the same for us today. We're God's people, you know, but it extends to the Gentiles as well, not just the Jewish people. And so here we have this amazing God who is still relentlessly jealous of us, not because he's insecure in any way, but because he knows that our lives are only going to matter and only going to be filled up when we're actually only in love with him. And we're not putting anything else on the throne of our lives or the throne of our hearts. So God, A, he loves us and he knows what's best for us. And B, he's just jealous of our hearts. All throughout scripture, you see this amazing theme of God being jealous and searching our hearts and seeing, okay, are you really after me or are you after something else above me? Because your only joy, Stacey, is found in me. So, hey, let's redirect you. Let's gather you back and bring you back into relationship with me. Because if you chase after anything else, you are going to end up heartbroken, as that psalm says. You see that in the story where Jesus interacts with the rich young ruler. And it's obvious that the rich young ruler's success had actually gotten in the way of him following Jesus. And I read that and I go, Lord, let that never be me. Like, let it never be me who turns my back on you because of the world's success or because of a ministry position or because of any sort of fame or significance. But let me always follow you no matter the cost. And so that story breaks my heart. But it's true when Jesus says you can't follow two masters. You cannot be chasing worldly significance or fame or fortune or anything like that and me as well. It's got to just be Jesus. And he knows it's because it's what's best for us. It's the only well that will ever satisfy those longings of our soul. And I'm reminded of that quote that C.S. Lewis said, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. And I just love that. And I think it pairs so perfectly with Paul when he talks about us being citizens of heaven. Isn't that true? Like we're actually not citizens of this earth. That's why nothing in this earth will satisfy us. We're actually citizens of another kingdom, another place. That's God's kingdom. And so of course it makes sense that nothing we can, no other well we go to in the world has the potential, the capacity to satisfy us because our souls were made to be satisfied by God and God alone. So I think God's perspective is he knows that he's the only one that can satisfy us. So he calls us into repentance to come to him every day with an empty vessel being ourselves and saying, hey, let me fill you up because I'm the only one that can offer you living water. So I think that's God's perspective. Do you have any inspiring stories to encourage people who maybe are on that line of their dream could be turned into their idol, essentially? But what's an inspiring story that could encourage them a little bit? So I think of, I don't necessarily have a story, but I think about a picture that God gave me recently. And I don't know what it's like for everyone and how they relate to God. But for me, I love journaling and reading my Bible and just asking the Holy Spirit to speak in those small, still small whispers. So the other day I was complaining to God, as you do, and I was just complaining. I was saying, God, what is the whole point? then of having dreams like why Mm. in the world did you take me halfway around the world to work this incredible job and you know climb this mountain of overcoming fear and traveling without my family and all these things why did you bring me here like for what purpose and I really as I open as I asked God that question I felt him whisper this to me in my journal so I want to read it to you it's out of my journal this is what I believe God spoke to me in that moment as I'm having this you know complaining moment of why did I do this why did you bring me here I felt God whisper to me and say the view from up here speaking about this mountain you know this mountain that I've climbed and going to America and I felt God say the view from up here from the top it's not for you to see where to traverse next what mountain to climb or terrain to tackle but it's so you will see that everywhere you go Stacey and all you do it's all for me to say I love you a million different ways over thousands of little paths the whole canvas painting one big picture of my 
love. So as I realized about these dreams and I complained to God, what's the point in all of it then? Why did I come? It was for God to tell me he loved me. It was for me to just have a different view and a different perspective of God's love for me. And the next chapter of my life, that's going to lead me some other part of the mountains that from that point of view, I'll have a different point of view and different perspective of God's love. But in fact, our dreams are meant to be an overflow and a response of God's love for us. Not a way for us to prove our love for God to the world. Let me repeat that. Our dreams are not meant to be a way for us to prove our love for God to the world. Our dreams are a response or an overflow, a reaction to this amazing love that God pours in our hearts. And so out of that, we want to do these things and accomplish these things for God, but they're not a way to earn validation or significance or value in the world. We already have that from God. And so I think when I realize, hey, I'm on this mountain and God's just showing me more and more of his love. And that's why I climbed this high, this far, just for me to have a better picture of God's love when I realized that I was like it's all been worth it to get more and understand more of God's love it's always worth it so yeah that's the story I'd love to share before we finish today do you have any final words of encouragement I'm sad to finish because I feel like you have so much offer but oh man the time is finishing (laughs) final encouragement man it is so true that we all have longings in our heart right like Mm. even as Christians I think sometimes we want to apologize for still feeling a little empty and a little lost sometimes and a little dissatisfied and so as Christians we try and cover that up because we're like I I shouldn't feel like this like I'm a Christ follower like why do I have these longings but you know those longings they're not made to be ignored or numbed by you know TV or alcohol or relationships or shopping don't numb those longings of your heart I think they're actually invitations and nudges from our father to draw closer to him, to say, yeah, you're right. I was made for another world. I do have these deep longings in my heart that something only eternal can satisfy. And so don't feel bad for them. Don't apologize for them or don't ignore them, but use them as invitations from your father to be drawn closer into relationship with him. And that's the way I'm seeing it in the season. I'm totally unemployed. I'm totally living with my parents. I'm 27. I have like no direction in the season. So I feel quite lost, but as well, what an amazing wooing of God. And I was thinking on this this afternoon, um, a lot of our waiting periods are actually wooing times. You know what we call waiting, God calls wooing because there are invitations closer to him. So when you have those longings and you feel empty, know that nothing in this world can satisfy other than your relationship with Jesus. So go to his well, take yourself as an empty vessel, hold yourself under that amazing well and say, God, fill me up and he will. And you'll find that it will satisfy you more than anything this world has to offer. That's awesome. Stacey, thank you so much for coming to share with us today. Thanks for having me. I love you, Sarah. And I love this podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to another episode of Her Daily Drive. If you want to stay connected and notified when new episodes are released, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. And until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.